Hello and welcome to the Powered by Rock podcast, where I'm going to be speaking with John Montross from a punk rock radar to talk about music, punk music specifically, and how punk rock radar helps keep fans in the know about upcoming albums and good punk music that comes out. We'll hear what John has to say right after this. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock fans around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Powered by Rock podcast. Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun because I get to speak with another fellow punk rock lover, John Montross from Punk Rock Radar about punk music and how he's put together a site to help keep fans up to date on upcoming punk album releases. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Hey, Isaac. Thank you so much for having me. And by the way, that intro is badass. That let's start the show. I like Thanks. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked on it. Uh, it was kind of a work in progress for a while, but it all kind of came around. Uh, the the song in there is one of my friends' bands. Well, actually, a few of my friends were in a band together, and that song's just so rocking that I was like, I got to use that for whatever podcast that I'm going to use for the rest of my life. And and they were happy to let me use it. But yeah, it gets me pumped every time I hear that intro because I'm like, yeah, it's killer, man. I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. So before we get into some of the other great topics about punk music and how we all you know love every you know, you know all the stuff we love from 2021 and and before that. Let's kind of give the story of how you got into punk music, how you became passionate enough to start Punk Rock Radar, and what's kind of going on with Punk Rock Radar now, and what's the goal with that site? Absolutely. I feel like a lot of my generation is going to have that same story. Um, I got into punk with Dookie in 1994, right? Yeah. Same year that Smash came out, like kind of the year punk broke, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say I never looked back. There were some little, you know, dark spots here and there. I was a big new metal kid. Yeah. I was big into uh, hard rock and corn, Limp Bizkit, Orgy, Incubus, all those guys. I loved it. Um, then uh, once Enema of the State came out again, I was in high school. It was like the perfect time for that genre to hit me. And from there, I never looked back. I was all about the, all the fat comps and the Warped Tour comps like Springman, Th Theologian. I yeah. collected all those as fast as I could, found as many bands as yeah. I could. Exactly. Yeah. And from there, I've just been all about finding new bands. You know, whether I was Napster, mp3.com back then, I've just, I've always, you know, wanted to hear all the bands I could. I just love the music and I want to hear them, want to share them. Yeah. So then how did that kind of parlay into you starting Punk Rock Radar? And and, and what did you, what was the kind of emphasis or the, the I should say, the, the, the beginning of why you actually decided to do that? It's funny. This has been such a long time coming, right? Uh, back in the day, too, I had, a, you remember you had like an AOL page for yourself, for your profile? Yeah. I used to do small bands on that, like way, way, way back. And, you know, this, we're talking 20 years ago. Um, but ever since, like, I've always looked for new bands. Like every Friday, I would pull up like the punk site and Screaming Fastcore and Punk Rock Mag. And I try to just find what came out today. And, you know, 
I'm not going to say anything good about COVID, but it did give me a lot of time to like think about how can I do this? You know, how can I put all this out there in one spot? Yeah. Um, so basically I just, one morning I was like, you know, what came out today? And I made a list and I was like, why don't I just share this with everyone? Let, there's so many good bands, like 2021, there's so many punk bands. It's so accessible to us. We don't have to go to a record store or anything. Yeah. It's all right in front of us. So let's just share it with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of one of the big things I, I actually grew up in almost probably, probably what, what year did you graduate high school? 2003. Okay. So I graduated in 2000. So basically the same era. And you know, yeah. when I, when I was back in high school, I lived in freaking North Dakota. So like trying to find any information about punk bands or, you know, underground music or indie rock was impossible. Like yeah. I had to watch like 120 minutes with Matt Pinfield to even get like a little bit of taste of like, what there yeah. was out there in the world. You remember farm club, farmclub.com? You remember that, <laughs> that show? Not, right? I don't think so. I don't think I ever saw that one. Uh, Matt Pinfield, he ran it. I think it was on USA. Okay. They would have like some random alternative rock bands on it. I think that's where like Dynamite Hack was on it. Gotcha. A couple of like rock and punk bands, he would have it. I think it was on USA. Nice. But yeah, that was a cool show back then. That's very cool. Yeah. So that must have been probably right after 2000 then or something because yeah. I probably was in college at the time and didn't have cable. So that's why I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's very cool. I mean, obviously, you know, trying to get that information was literally, like I said, like you couldn't do it. And so like to have something like Punk Rock Radar now, uh, if we had that 20 years ago, it would have been phenomenal. Like, hey, check out all these bands. If you like this band, you can check out these bands and stuff like that. So um, yeah, so where where do you see it going? Is this just something that you're going to kind of keep doing just to see – how it goes and help help people kind of get you know exposure to new music all the time uh, that's the plan um i'm finally getting some of my buddies to come on board and help because i didn't realize how much work it was going to be yeah. to uh not only find them but then get all that album art put all these posts together it it started as a hobby and it quickly became like a job right yeah. um but now I've so got a your job, guys. John. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Hey, I want to say that it is Friday. So happy Friday. But it's that Friday after uh, New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve. So it's the first five day work week. So I'm feeling good right now. But yeah, yeah. Punk Rock Radar, the future's bright. We're going to keep pumping and keep getting this stuff out to everybody. Awesome. So, yeah, let's let's talk about 2021 since you brought up the new year. Um, obviously, you know, I, I like to get your take on the punk music that, you know, we listen to and what your thoughts are, because you, after making a list, at least I think you ranked it in order, looking at your top list, a, a top list of top 2021 albums, uh, obviously punk music, you put Krang's album, Make Arcade Great Again, at the top of the list. Now, yeah. I listened to this album. I think it's great. I didn't actually get a chance to review it uh, officially, unfortunately, during the 2021, because I think I did like 60 album reviews and like you said, it's a lot of work to try to run a, a site where you're writing and then trying to do video blogs and all this other stuff. So you got to kind of pace yourself and not just wear yourself out. But yeah. um, I was just curious as to why you put that as number one for 2021. What's what what did you like about Krang's album on there that uh, kind of put the, put it in there for you? So my favorite two like subgenres of punk are pop punk and skate punk. Yeah. And I think these guys just kind of nailed that sound. Like the album is aggressive, but it's also got parts where like you're singing along. Yeah. Like it's got like these fast drums and then all of a sudden, boom, there's that chorus. And that's, that's like a hard niche to really hit. Yeah. Like it's a lot of times nowadays, it's either going to be fast or it's going to be 
super catchy. And I think these guys just killed it. Like they just put that sound out that I look for. It's kind of got that epitaph fat sound yep. mixed in with like that early 2000s pop punk. So it was just perfect for me. Yeah. And obviously I listened to it and immediately when I first heard it, I was like, man, this sounds a lot like some like the Rufio stuff from back in the day. And yeah. some of these other bands that were just really good at doing that. And then short lived, most of those bands were short lived because they just couldn't keep doing it for whatever reason. But Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely brings back the year 2000 or 1999 or something like that. And it's just a perfect little and it's only like 22 minutes long. I think it's like yeah. 10 songs and everything's like two minutes. It's like, OK, you're done with this one before you can even get a workout. In. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, and it's good to see because I was going to ask you about what kind of genres you like, because obviously I didn't see Face to Face, which had an album and, and a couple other bands on there. So I do want to talk about some of these other bigger bands out there. And obviously we kind of have preference to things that maybe we discover versus what's kind of popular out there. But I, I personally think that face to face put out one of the best and, and I have other ones. You had the copyrights on there. That's probably yes. my favorite punk album of all of 2021. It's absolutely fantastic. But fa- I think face to face put out a great album. Um, I was just curious why they might not be on your list. Obviously I'm sure you've heard of them. They've been around mm-hmm. for a couple of decades now, but what was it about their album that uh, maybe didn't put it up there or what's your thoughts on the albums? I, I love face to face. First of all, let me say that uh, I and I did really enjoy the record and I had it on. Right. Here's the thing. When I was doing the uh, best songs of each one, I was going through, I was trying to find my best face to face song that I really liked and I would play them. And then it just every song kind of seemed to go on a little bit too long for me. Like they're all in like that four minute yeah. range, three thirty. And for like that three chord punk rock sound, I feel like that two thirty three minutes is the sweet spot. Otherwise, you're hearing the same chorus six, seven, eight times. Yeah. Like that that's that's what turned me off about it. Now it's super catchy, and some of those choruses are awesome. I just didn't want to hear them six, seven, eight times. That's all. Gotcha. But love face to face. I think it's their best record since. Uh, maybe the self-titled in 97 i really did enjoy it but it just the songs dragged on a little too long nice okay yeah and obviously on one of your recent youtube videos uh, <laughs> I, I commented about how you you mentioned that as a fan of no effects albums that the single album was not very good you didn't like it shouldn't no. be in top 10 lists um, what type <laughs> of music do you want to see from no effects and where do you think they they went wrong with the the single album so no effects was my favorite band from like 2000 all the way probably until 2015 and they just kind of started to dip for me like it was this latest trilogy of mediocrity that kind of you know shut me off but i just feel like uh i listened to no effects for like that fast fun um but at the same time serious and this is just a little too heavy for me and like Fat Mike's voice, I'm not crazy about nowadays. It kind of sounds like he just woke up. Like when I asked my wife to make me a coffee, I kind of got the voice that Fat Mike sings with now. <laughs> uh, it just it just sounds a little too tired for me. Like I, I need a little more uh, pep and light lightheartedness from them. I think that's their specialty. Yeah, and obviously pretty much the whole single album is a, it's a retrospective album of Fat Mike's life, all the friends mm-hmm. that he's lost, the addictions they've had. And just a lot of lot a lot of stuff. So I mean, obviously, this is coming from right around I think it was around 2010 or 12, somewhere in there, where he started doing the Koki the Clown character, 
where he got really super dark and really super <laughs> like in in people's faces about how like messed up you can you, you can be and yeah ever since then it's been a complete like 180 as far as the lyrics and the and the, the subject matter but i mean i guess maybe punks grow up i don't know i don't think that fat mike's grown up necessarily i think he's just reflecting on the shit that's happened to him in his life mm-hmm. so in my opinion i like the album for that i do like some of the like the big drag i think is a great song um fish uh, was it fish in a gun barrel is a pretty good little anti you know gun kind of song um that that one's probably the closest to what they have as, you know like murder the government or one of them songs yeah. about anti-government and all that stuff um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 if you're not into, if you don't want to listen to some dark, heavy stuff, it's going to turn you off, I think. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't drink coffee. So I just get all my energy from the, the world around me, I guess. And and if you, if you need energy from the world around you, that one's definitely going to bum you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one other thing I want to point out too, when I did my list, I kind of purposely wanted it to be mostly like smaller bands yeah. too. Um, I, I still listen to that no effects album a lot. Like I still do love no effects. It's not the preferred version of no effects. I like, but I mean, I could totally see why people enjoy it. Same thing with face to face. It just didn't hit for me the way the stuff normally does. And it could be, I just expect something different from them, which I probably shouldn't anymore. Um, and that's probably the reason why it just didn't make it for me. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So now I know that each of us humans have so many hours and day to listen to new music. And it seems like you, you put a ton of effort into trying to keep up. I know for myself that it's insanely hard to do for any single yeah. individual. I say it's actually probably impossible because like I said, you know, we can't review everything. We can't write about everything. We can't even list everything half the time. I'm like, I try to scour like search pages just to see like what's coming out and it takes a lot of effort. So what's yeah. your take on the effort you have to put in a scouring through all this music to get to the gems? Because not all of them are gems. No. Um, well, I have to say I've been getting a lot more bands actually posting it to the website, which if you did that, thank you. Um, yeah. But basically, I do rely on the Spotify release radar quite a bit. Um, I have my own little method um, that everyone I tell this to thinks I'm crazy. Uh, I have three playlists. I have one that's called my Lunchbox, which is new music that people send me or that just came out. If I listen to it and I like it, I put it in what I call my fridge playlist. And then from there, if I love it, it goes into my freezer playlist. And I work from home. So all day I've got that lunchbox rolling, right? And I'm just listening to it nonstop, eight hours a day, every day. And everything that catches my ear, I make a note. And I try to at least shout those guys out, uh, make sure people are listening to it. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to skip stuff at some points or you just listen to it to, to pretty much torture yourself um if a band sends me their album i will listen to it and i'll do my best to listen to the entirety of it uh but oh yeah do i skip things hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) a lot i skip a lot of stuff and um a lot of i try to stay, stay positive as much as i could but like some of the stuff like if i'm on Bandcamp, i'll like put something random on and I'm like, man, like, can't these kids just buy like a $60 focus, right? Like, what, are, how is this even recorded? Like, yeah. it, like, it's like just squealing and like the levels are all over the place. But, you know, I guess some people are listening to that and yeah. more power to them. Yeah, I think uh, obviously when I was, you know, the difference between what you can record now at home versus what I could record when I was in a punk band in high school, mm-hmm. 
so different. Like we, we would try to record, but we'd have like a camcorder. We didn't even have cell phones back then. Like we didn't have cell phones yeah. that could record anything. So we'd do it on a camcorder and set the camcorder like way at the back of the room and try to play it. And it sounded so bad, but we're like, this is the best we got. Cause we have no recording equipment. It didn't exist at a, at a reasonable, you know, accommodating, accommodating price. But now you can pretty much get set up for, I know it's expensive for high school kids or whatever, but you know, get it for your birthday or Christmas or whatever, five, 600 bucks. You can have a decent little setup and, yeah. and get recording like really, you know, especially if you spend some time, you know, mixing and mastering it to, to be okay. You can have a pretty good sound right out of your, right out of your garage or your, you know, bedroom or whatever. So I think it is pretty imp- important now to don't just send in a demo tape like, oh, it's this is what we recorded on our phone and you guys should like it because this is kind of what we sound like. It's like we can't I tell do what get you sound that. Like I do get the phone, uh, the phone recordings quite a bit, man. I'll be honest that it is rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, man. Like, yeah. Just all, all you hear is like smashing and, and loud blaring and like, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's just nonstop trouble. That should be the name. Yep. Of the yep. <laughs> it's like, is there a bass player in here? Cause I can't tell if there is. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about ska. What are your feelings on ska? I know a lot of ska bands are also kind of partly punk or play half and half um, and vice versa. Do you feel like since like the early to mid nineties, these kind of genre, these two genres are kind of interconnected in a lot of ways. I, that's a great way to put it actually. And I'm a huge fan of ska and I feel like, we're in like definitely like a ska revival. Yeah. And like just last year, I think I had, I know Abrascadabra is on my list. Those, you know, super cool guys. They've they've got two awesome records out now. And Joystick is on there. Uh, another great band. Um, I know that like We Are the Union put out a really good record too. Yeah. And um, another. Big that's, D and I, the Kids Table, I think, had one. Yeah. Record. The Big D record. That's right. It's pretty yeah. Decent, yeah. It's a little, it's a little too poppy for my taste for ska but it was pretty good mm-hmm. yeah it's a i'm up here like i got my stand-up desk here every time that came on i'm doing like a little skank at my desk you know <laughs> it's, it's jazzy it gets you going yeah uh, but yeah i i love ska music i'm really glad that it's coming back yeah uh because for a while like in the early 2010s when it was like all easy core there were like no ska bands popping up anywhere yeah so, it was it was definitely a lot of the super pop super like poppy punk bands um, I remember like, you know, Simple Plan and a lot of these, like, I don't even know if you call them, I don't, I guess you call them punk bands, but I don't know if I would. I Basically, they were boy bands that just happened to be in the punk genre. <laughs> yeah, I, that I have like, so like a love hate relationship with that era because I was in high school at that time, too. So like, I loved I loved, but I didn't tell anybody. Good Charlotte and Newfound Glory, yeah. all those bands. You know, I come to school in my rancid shirt, my mohawk, and I'd be like, "Oh, those bands suck." And then I go home and I'm listening to it. You know, <laughs> I can fess up to it now, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. like teetering on that border for sure. Yeah, cool. So let's break down a few of the decades over the years because I'd like to know a little bit more about your favorite bands from basically the '90s and beyond. So starting the '90s, who are some of your favorite punk bands that? Obviously, you talked about Green Day, you've talked about No Effects, but and, and Face to Face. But what were some of the bands that you kind of would say these are the bands I listened to? Because you know, some people would say, "Oh, if you're not starting with like the Ramones, the Descendants, and like some of these other bands, then you've missed a genre or you've missed a, a good chunk of punk." But I didn't really get into the Ramones. Like, I still don't listen to the Ramones that much. I still don't listen to the Misfits all that much. Uh, there's, there's, you know, a whole decade where I just to go back that far and to hear the recordings that they would put out is it was too rough for me to like spend a lot of time on had I grown up in that era 
it had been very easy because it's what was coming out at the time. But I'd just like to get your kind of take on 90s and then we'll go 2000s, 2010s. So for the 90s, like you said, it's definitely going to be Green Day, Blink, No Effects. Uh, for me, it would be one, two, three. Mm -hmm. uh, I also got into Less Than Jake in the 90s big time. Yeah. Um, let me think. Like all those uh, pulley, 10-foot pole. I uh, was really into, I, I had gotten those punkarama comps and I, that was like Bible to me. Yeah. Um, but all those like fat epitaph bands, fat, uh, lag wagon strung out. I was all about those. Yeah. Uh, Two of the also, ones that I really got into from those compilations that I'd never heard before with Mill and Con. Yes. Uh, Mill and Con awesome. Freaking yeah. love Bracket too. That one uh, Bracket album, I feel like they don't get enough credit. There's the, the one uh, that has, uh, uh, the girl from Marin, I think, is the first track. Yep. That Novelty album Forever, is so I good, like, and I never hear anyone talk about that record. That's actually, actually my favorite one by them. Yeah, is it Novelty Forever? or Is it uh, the next one after that? No, it is the next one after All that. All else fails. Is it called? When All else fails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, Novelty that Forever is kind of one that got them big, but yeah. Um. Yeah. So for the '90s too, and I have to say, I was definitely into like the one-hit wonder bands, like your Harvey Dangers, your Semisonics. Yeah. Your uh, Eve Six, I was all into that stuff too. That was big. Those bands were big for me in the nineties. Yeah. You know, well, we we only had cassettes on the radio, so yeah, exactly. It, it was what it was. Yeah, it's funny because we when we were talking about uh, Bracket, I had mentioned to Angelo Celli from Bracket, the, the guitar player from Bracket, that that was my favorite album too. And he's like, "Yeah, Marty, the lead singer, didn't like it because he couldn't spend much time on it, but I <laughs> thought it was the best album they put out. I was like, it sounds fantastic. Yeah." So, yeah pretty cool all right so let's jump into the 2000s so after my graduation of high school what kind of stuff did you get into <laughs> it was honestly i was riding that fat epitaph wave for a while straight into the uh 2000s but then you had that like eruption that second hit you had the like, 94 99 and then like after blink there was that whole wave of you know what you were saying before Swooping uh, up, yeah. i got into like newfound glory big time um, I got into, uh, let me think who else is out there. Well, one so, like, band oh, I know, I was like Alkaline Trio. Yes. I, I got, yeah. I, I love really Alkaline Trio. Alkaline. Yeah. And all, that was, all the, yeah. What do you think about those, like the drive-through bands? Like I remember oh, drive-through being huge. I was huge with Midtown. I liked a lot yes. of, those. actually Midtown didn't sign with drive-through. I think they were supposed to, and then they canceled their contract or whatever. But yeah, like a lot of those drive-through bands were pretty good. I did not like stuff like, uh, dashboard confessional for no. example too mm -hmm. emo for me i was like damn dude you need some therapy and it's not supposed to be put up to record but uh yeah there was a lot of those bands out there i'm, I'm trying to think of who else was even on drive through but mxpx was one that went from yeah. mid 90s all the way probably still like i still listen to them they, they they pump out like a new album seemingly like every year it's like insane how much work they do but um yeah i mean that, those were alkaline trio is probably the biggest band from the 2000s that I didn't know of, obviously in the 90s, that mm -hmm. still I still listen to it now. Yeah, and growing up, like I, I used to live a lot closer to the city, so around the turn of 2000, I really started going to shows. So yep. back then, it was you were going to see H2O, yeah. uh, Bouncing Souls, or um, like I think Midtown's from Jersey too, actually. Yeah, they and are, yeah. Lifetime. Uh, those bands like we're playing every weekend and yep. the movie life, of course, the movie life yeah, is one of my yep. favorites. So uh, more into like that New York, New Jersey scene I got into once I started going to shows, you know, every single weekend. So yep. those guys for sure. 
Yeah, and that was a that was probably I mean that was a pretty big explosion time for that particular scene because it, punk used to just be California pretty much like it's if you're not in California you're not in a punk band really you're just making music somewhere else and then it really did start to hit the East Coast again for like the second time obviously they were big in the 80s and stuff but kind mm -hmm. of it kind of got left out in the 90s and then obviously kind of came back around in the 2000s so let's move on to the the 2010s. What kind of bands were you listening to in 2010s? Maybe some new new people kind of cropped up there. So I I didn't really I feel like 2010 is when that what they call sad boy came out, like your man overboard genre. Yeah. I didn't really get into that, but I did like uh Four Year Strong and uh Set Your Goals, like that style where it was yeah. kind of like very newfound glory based, but a little heavier. Yeah. Uh, I got into those guys. Um Let's see, back in 2010, I'm trying to put myself. I was you can go all the way to 2020, so you can even yeah. think about what you've got into like 2015 and beyond, obviously. So, yeah, well, now, like, I feel like there's like a couple like those big hitter labels right now. You got like people of punk rock records, everything they put out is awesome. Thousand yeah. Island Records, like yeah. with, uh, you know, Belvedere and Our, Our Dying Days, like so many freaking good bands on those labels. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the bands, because I didn't get into the copyrights real early in their oh, career. Yeah. Around the 2010, I started listening to them. Um, forgot all about them somehow. Like, it was like a year maybe I spent listening to them. And then when they came back this, this last year in 2021, I was like, is that the same band? that I haven't heard of them in like 10 years. So I had to double check. And I was like, holy shit, they still making music. And that's when I talked to Adam Fletcher from there, uh, from the copyrights. And he's like, yep, same band. I was like, <laughs> this, this freaking thing was awesome. Like, the, the, the new album was freaking incredible um but yeah there, i mean there's so many incredible bands that i probably didn't like from 2010 to 2020 i kind of slept on punk i kind of switched over to indie and alt rock and mm -hmm. kind of slept on punk because i was getting into my 30s i was like yeah this is punk's a little too old now i'm too a little too old for punk but i still listen to some no effects in there and some other bands but you it was hard to keep up on you know less than jake would put out an album didn't even hear about it because it wasn't like on major labels anymore. It wasn't like it yeah. was broadcast on radio or anything. There's nothing. So if it wasn't like you had your ear to the ground, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some bands in there that I still feel like I have to go check out because I definitely missed a bunch. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the copyrights again. That's definitely a band I got into probably around, Oh, like 2010 or so. Like it yeah. was, uh, we didn't come here to die. I think is the one I had first. Or gotcha. uh, what's the one with cashiers on it? I forget what it's called. But yeah, that new yeah. record they put out is killer. I listen to Tell Molly all the time. It's one yeah. of my favorite copyright songs that they put out, and Halos too. Yeah, Man, it's funny because Tell Molly's so probably my good. least favorite on that album, just because it's so poppy. But I'm like, <laughs> every other song on there is fucking rocking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is with that song. It just, I get stuck in my head yeah. and I have to listen to it. It's just, they just wrote the catchiest song of the year. It's just yeah. that good. Halos is definitely another one where it's very mm -hmm. anthemic and, and you sing along to it very, very much. So, yeah. Yeah. So in the last two years now, since 2020, obviously it's really only been 2020 and 2021 pandemic, right? So like what kind of bands were you getting into that maybe you never heard of or, were some old school bands kind of making a comeback. Now Goldfinger was kind of doing a little comeback, but I don't think they released any new music, but they were kind of rebroadcasting, doing like, uh, you know, uh, covers of their own songs or, you know, doing concerts of their own songs and stuff. 
which kind of brought them back. And I totally forgot about those guys. And I was like, man, I used to listen to Goldfinger shitloads when I was in like junior high and high school. Yeah. Um, anything in the last two years that has kind of crept in that you're like, this band's absolutely incredible. Like, I, I'm glad that actually, around. um, I started to, I'm up here, uh, up north, and I've got an, an old friend here. He's a huge Metallica guy, like, he's huge into like the big four thrash bands. So, like, we've been like jamming together. So, like, I started to look for bands that kind of like blend like a little bit of thrash and punk. And yeah. there's been like quite a few, like, I never heard of Dinosaur Pileup, uh, until a couple maybe i have found them on the signal chords actually uh instagram dinosaur pileup has got to be my favorite band like of the last couple years like i listen to that record front to back so many nice. times like it's just such a fun like mix of thrash and hard rock and pop punk um and same thing with the dirty nil like uh the new one not so much um i love the new one it's my favorite thing they've ever released by far but the older stuff kind of blends like almost like classic rock and pop punk almost. Interesting. So like, I was trying to like, you know, play, I don't know like a lot about thrash or anything. So I was trying to get into bands blending that style. So those two are like yeah. recent bands I've really been into. Interesting. Yeah. I actually have never heard of either of them. So I'll have to check those guys out. Cause yeah. Definitely. I, two of my favorite records of the last decade, nice. the dirty nil, the latest one and dinosaur pile up by celebrity mansions. It's called it's yeah. phenomenal excellent i'll have to check them out so there's obviously some things about punk rock that <clears throat> i i would say great great community great you know people are very down to earth very humble but then there's other things about punk rock scene that are like that's so cliche like whatever like this is like you know not everybody has to dress the same to be a punk but are there some things about the punk music scene that you love or what are some of your favorite things about it and what are some of the things you don't like about the punk music scene um well i feel like right now the punk rock scene is a lot more like accepting and like yeah. there's there's no more like really oh that's too poppy it's too poppy like if anything like it's popular than it's ever been like all this stuff like travis barker's putting out and like it's all this mainstream stuff like no one's really saying oh that's too poppy which is like bizarre for me like i don't see yeah. any pushback about that uh which is great uh but at the same time I'll be honest, I cannot get into that like new <laughs> punk sound at all. Punk sound yeah. at all. I'll do my gatekeeper fingers. Uh, <laughs> it's just not for me in any capacity. I really, really tried to get into it because I feel like the more people listening, the more people playing it, yeah. but I just can't get behind it. I yeah. can't get into the new scene. They're calling me yeah. old head and everything, but whatever. I can't get into it. Yeah, well, I had uh, I had my wife's sister say that, oh, yeah, pop punk's making a comeback. I was like, yeah, it is. And she's like, ever since Machine Gun Kelly did a pop punk album, I was like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I was like, Man, that, that's that every really time I the... say punk rock radar now to like someone who's not like, you know, versed. Oh, you mean like Machine Gun Kelly? I'm like, yeah, uh, I guess, you know, sure. <laughs> I was like, is that what people think pop punk music is now is Machine Gun Kelly? Because I would not. I'd. I didn't even, I wouldn't even have classified that. I was just like, yeah, that's just pop music done by a guy who can play an instrument, but is kind of a rapper. Like, that's what he was known for, right? It's like when uh, Post Malone goes out and does, you know, Nirvana covers. I'm like, that's still pop music. You're just playing grunge covers. Like, that's not, that's not alt rock or grunge rock. Yeah. You're just a pop musician. So, yeah, I mean, everybody, any anyone with a lick of talent can obviously 
cross genres, but uh, I would say calling that pop punk or saying that Machine Gun Kelly has brought back pop punk is pretty much the most disrespectful thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> he he brought pop punk back into the the limelight, but like, did he do anything for it, like genre bending or genre improving? I don't think so. But no. Yeah. If if kids are going to start picking up guitar and stuff now because they saw Machine Gun Kelly, more power to him. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, obviously, you have a list of things that are coming out in 2022. We've talked a little bit uh, through Instagram about some of these, these exciting bands that might be coming out with some new music and uh, all that. But what are some of the most exciting albums that you're looking forward to or some of the bands that might be popping up in 2022? Well... I'll be honest, I got up this morning and I was like, holy shit, there's a new Wilhelm Scream song. I had, I didn't see it. And I'm if that is leading to an album, which I believe it is, I think I saw it, then hell yeah. Give me give me Wilhelm Scream all day long. Love those <laughs> nice. guys. Um other stuff I'm looking for. I, I talked to the dudes in part-time killer. They were on my uh, top EP list. I hope they're putting out a record, but that EP is awesome. If they put on an LP, that's going to be in my top. Um, let me see. I'm actually cheating. I'm looking at my list here now. <laughs> All right. I know. It's hard <laughs> to remember because you're like, wait, what year is it? It just started a new year. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the Still Insane band, uh, they've got an EP coming out in February, which I'm definitely looking forward to. And I say the last one is a band I didn't really know of. I found them randomly on Bandcamp is Screed. And that album's called What Have We All Become? It comes out in May. That single they put out a couple of weeks ago is awesome. And I have high expectations for that record for sure. Nice. Very cool. So that's what's on the radar then. Right on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you. We'll add some links to the show, uh, to your guys' site and everything to the show notes below this episode. But do you have anything you'd like to plug or anything you want to say to any of the you know, listeners, readers, uh, you know, you know, followers out there before we go today. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my buddy Matt and I are starting, we started our YouTube show. It premiered last week. Uh, we reviewed all the no effects records tomorrow. We're going to do less than Jake. Uh, we've got green day, bad religion on deck, and then we're going to start to hit like labels, uh, fat epitaph and drive through up there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Check it out. Punk rock radar on YouTube. Fantastic. Obviously, yeah. Thanks. Thanks again for being here, John. Uh, thanks for the awesome conversation. If you haven't checked out the site yet or you know, follow them on Instagram, definitely do that. Go to the show notes below this episode for the links. If you like what you heard on the show today, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends on social media. You can see the full interview on our YouTube channel as well. Also, if you want to check out some of our written content or any of the products or merch that we have available, go to poweredbyrock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog full of album interviews. I'm going to cut that because I just fucked that up. But... <laughs> Also, if you want to check out some of our written content or any of the products or merch that we have available, go to poweredbyrock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog full of album reviews, interviews, and lists to keep you entertained. And find our gear as well so you can, you can pick up some items to look and play like a rock legend. That's our show for today. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on. <laughs>